1700 The Champ. Interact with the show on Twitter at Hawkeye Huddle and at Hawkeye Huddle 2. And hello again, everybody. Welcome to Hawkeye Huddle here on 1700. Rich Dave Craig being with you. As we are each week, of course, usually Thursdays, Tuesday nights, uh, not the norm this year, but we are uh, for these uh, two weeks over the holiday uh, season, uh, avoiding New Year's Eve on uh, Thursday night. We're going to go Tuesday night tonight. We'll be back next Thursday at our regular time at the Foundry, the Alchemy Lounge at the Foundry Distilling Company down in West Moines. You come down and join us for that. This afternoon, uh, David and I are, <laughs> well, we, we're, snowing we're snowed in. We're snowed in. Uh, not that we couldn't have made it. I was, I was out and about for a little while today, but uh, once I came home um, and struggled to get into the driveway, and then they plowed me in, we decided uh, this was good. We'll just do it on the phone, uh, David, uh, from his humble abode and me here in the Hawk Hole, uh, as we termed <laughs> it earlier this year, um, surrounded by Hawkeye paraphernalia. So that's actually pretty cool. I, lo- I love the new uh, the new digs here this year. and. Uh, I need a, I need a, I'm going to get a personalized beer light. I'm not sure, but I think we're going with beer and cheer, something like that. But anyway, uh, so we, we, I, we're, we're comfortable today, if nothing else, but we are not at G-Mix. G-Mix shut down for the snow as well today. Uh, so we're going to talk Iowa Hawkeyes uh, here over the, over the telephone. And uh, it's, it's an interesting week, David, because we've had, um, I don't know, we've had a lot of good things to talk about for the majority of the year so far. I think th- th- maybe the only thing we've been frustrated with uh, this season has been uh, maybe the, the play of Spencer Petrus. That's the only thing we found a bitch about, right? Other than that, there's really right. been nothing, right? Um, the basketball team came in uh, flying high, and, and here we are this week. Eh, there's a few things we can we can uh, croon about a little bit here, or we can get a little bit upset about. Uh, first and foremost, of course, uh, the Hawkeye football team not playing tomorrow. Um, I, I was supposed to be doing this show uh, remotely from Nashville tonight. Uh, obviously did not go. The Hawkeye football team did not go. They're not going to play Missouri. Um, and and I in the Music City Bowl. And I, I'm trying to now that I'm emotionally dialed down from this now, um, trying to give Missouri the benefit of the doubt. I still have some questions to, as to exactly why they accepted the bowl game invitation when it seemed like they were not super concerned with whether or not they were going to get to play. Well, you know, quite frankly, considering the uh, COVID issues they had at the Mississippi State game, coming back from the Mississippi State game, and then, you know, when given the bowl opportunity, knowing where they were, I mean, it certainly made sense I guess, you know, maybe in hindsight that they should have just said, you know what, we're out. Uh, fine, you know, see if Vanderbilt wants to play. <laughs> right. Or, or, or whatever. Um, but, you know, the SEC teams that uh, Arkansas, that game got canceled today. I don't yep. know. I just heard it was COVID-related. I didn't hear which it side is. necessarily. Yeah, it was. And so, you know, they were all bravado. We're going to play football and, you know, started, started this season going on. And it seems like as soon as the regular season ended, whatever protocols that they had in, in mind or around went away. Um, because, uh, Arkansas is out, South Carolina's out, Tennessee's out. I mean, all, all of these teams, from the Southeastern Conference that 
uh, were, for lack of a better word, middle to bottom bottom end. I give uh, Mark Stoops a little credit. Kentucky, you know, they're still planning on playing, and and it just I don't know. The it, it, it certainly feels network, like well, yeah, the rivals ahead. network guy from Mizzou was like, boy, all these mentions of the Hawkeye fans really cared about the uh, Music City Bowl. And he was like, well, this, this game doesn't matter. And, and what, it's and like, exactly. We, what a load of – listen, I'm going to say it. Get ready, guys. You're right. I mean, seriously, stop with this. These games don't matter crap. If you accept a bull bid and your team does, stop with that, right? They do yeah. matter. Fans want to watch. Right, our fans want to watch Iowa play football, and if Missouri fans don't want to watch Missouri play football, then they got a bigger problem. Okay, so stop with this. It was a mid-level, mid-midweek uh, afternoon game. Nobody cared about. No, then if that's, that's the case, yeah. then nobody cares about any game other than any game other than the college football playoff all year. After you lost your first game, you should never have played again, Missouri, if that's the case. So if that guy was well, on the phone or with me right now, I'd be saying, so why did you why did you watch the rest of the season, dummy? Because your team played. That's why you wanted to watch it. And the kids wanted to play football. Don't give me this crap about, well, they didn't really want to play. No. It, 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 it is important. Otherwise, it would never be scheduled. They would not happen, right? I get it. That that's the, right. I, it, 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 it just, just, just no, saying, I'm a little it, emotional about this. It, it ticks me off when they keep people keep saying these games don't matter. Well, they don't watch, okay? And certainly, dude, right. if you're making your living as the Missouri as the Missouri Rivals dot com guy, seriously, you're telling me <laughs> oh, the game didn't matter. What? This is your career, <laughs> dummy. This is why people pay attention to you. Unreal. I'm it was sure unreal. I'm sure the subscriptions really rose. Quite a if, bit. Uh, if Tom Kakert said, if Tom Kakert said that an Iowa game didn't matter, I would drop my subscription immediately. What? And Whatever. he would never say that. And he would never say and, that. No. And, and I don't want to. And here's the thing, Brett: is that I don't think that Iowa fans are the only fans in the country that care about their team. Right. But I'm certain. I'm right. certain that the Wisconsin fans care how they do tomorrow against Wake Forest. I'm sure that um, had Michigan played um, or the boat rowers played or any, you know, I'm sure Northwestern fans are excited to watch their team play Auburn. Um, Minus seven just, starters who are transferring, which is weird. We'll talk about what that. Is, bit, what yes. is up with that? Uh, I think Fitz is headed to the Bears, don't you? I mean, somehow the Bears are going to oh, make gosh. the playoffs, and they're going to ruin the whole thing. But I think that's, I think that's a done deal. And he's told everybody, and these his top running backs are his top running backs, top linebacker, all these guys who are, are transferring seven, seven starters. Right, they're down eight starters for this game on uh, New Year's Day, I, and seven are I transferring. Hope that I hope that that's the case. I hope that Fitz goes to the Bears. I would be more than happy with that. As a Bears fan, in spite, in spite of the Bears coming back. Here late in the season and having a chance if they beat Green Bay on Sunday to go to the, go to the playoffs. It, it it it's that's a good move for them. And as a Vikings fan, I'm I'm not happy about it. Right, I got to go. Keep well, going trust me, guy, you're not going to have to worry about Zimmer being your coach very long. I hope not. I, 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 listen, it, um, experiments are experiments, and I tell you what, in the pros, 
if you get yourself seven or eight years and you don't get to the Super Bowl, then we need a change, right? And this thing Well, it's not necessarily now. the Super Bowl. It's, it's, I mean, if you are competitive all the time, you get into the playoffs on a consistent basis and get yeah. towards the, you know, the championship and, game and have an opportunity to go to the Super Bowl, that's one thing. But crawling to the finish right. line all the time stinks. Right, you know, <laughs> and they had the team. They had the team three years ago, and he and you know they. Anyway, let's get back to Iowa. Um, well, but you know, staying on the coach thing, it's nice yeah. to hear that Coach Ferentz has a five-year plan. We got a nice transfer ourselves from uh, Northern Iowa yesterday. And so, yes, Kirk, when he was asked a little bit here as they wrapped up the season, hey. Is there any thought about, you know, this has been a rough year. Any thought about, uh, I think he actually snorted when, when they I'm, said, well, I'm, I'm he gave a snort when they snort. said, you're going to retire. And he's like, what? <laughs> you know, he came. So, yeah. Uh, it, yeah, no, he's he's not thinking about it. And by the way, we, when they went 0-2 to start the year, I, I, I'll i admit, I remember we had this conversation. Right? I'm like, you think that he starts thinking about it if this year goes south, right? But they, they ride right. in the ship. Um, I, I think, if anything, the, the disappointment of, of not seeing these guys in, in the, the last week of this hey, bowing dude, out of the game. on the radio. I'm sorry. <laughs> the, Indiana um, uh, has no business. Uh, the, the fact that, they, that they, they did not play, they didn't have any kind of evidence of, of any issues, COVID issues. They just didn't want to play football. They didn't want to lose well, Indiana, their possible. But Indiana was playing Purdue, right? Uh, they were, but that, yes. But even at that, they didn't want to play Iowa. They wanted to play Purdue. They wanted their little rivalry game. Well, they the, should have started. The well, Big Ten should have gone back and said, "Look, here's the deal. We said this well, thing was going to be Brad, That would require leadership from the Big Ten, right? And as we have seen throughout this year, Kevin Warren is a derelict when it comes to uh, proper leadership uh, as it relates to this football season. I mean, the fact that. Uh, the Hawks were able to play eight games consecutively without the COVID issues, no delays, no, no whatevers speaks volumes to the discipline that university of Iowa and the football team had the methods by which coach Ferentz and the entire athletic department put in those protocols and all of those sorts of things. It speaks volumes and made that, even more made even more amazing by the 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 issues in the program off the field over the summer the adjustments right. they had to make the things they had to do the getting you know the things right. they went through as a group more remarkable that they that they one got through the whole thing the whole 8 weeks and then won six in a row to go six and two, and I—that's where I get to the disappointment factor. Like, I wanted to see well, this right, team because we I were wanted, on a roll. We wanted, well, wanted to see to, it keep going. You know, and you want to see them finish you're up. You're upset with Indiana. Right. I'm upset with Michigan. Yeah, for, for canceling yeah. when they had six players. Right, Michigan could have <clears> played. Yes, Michigan could have played. They, no they question. didn't want to play. They didn't want to play, and that's this thing. Listen. I have a whole different opinion. There's a whole different discussion we can have about whether you should be canceling these games for COVID, because I. I'm, well, I'll let's just go not down go this, there. Right. Well, I mean, you can find for me where this has been really bad for players, but uh, you can't. The, the guys have gotten sick, but that's it. Well, the only right? guy that I have seen who potentially had a COVID-related illness was the Florida basketball player. 
And and that was so one out of hundreds and hundreds and thousands of players who right. maybe no, possibly uh, it, had, anyway. Anyway, but the but, but the point is yes, you go back. Michigan could have played. Um, uh, Indiana could have played us. They didn't. I wanted Iowa to get the chance to wrap this season up on the on the high note. I believe as I look back at this, and and we still, I, you know, I still have issues with. Uh, wondering about where Spencer Petrus is going to be as as a quarterback, but right now, as I look at this and watching, I, in the last few days, I've had time to just kind of you know um, watch highlights and do and look back at. Man, this was a good football team, especially the last few weeks. I mean, the, the worst they played was against Nebraska, and even at that, I thought Nebraska played pretty well that day, right? Um, well, the, they, I don't I, think I there's any question the best Nebraska played all year. Yeah, and they it, still it, lost, it, and they still lost. And it, but in, in Iowa, uh, you know, for the for the most part, uh, granted, I, I thought there was you know there's certainly some blips in the road, but at the end of the day, none of these games were close, right? Nebraska was the only one that was close. The rest of them were just Iowa winning, going away. This was not one of those years digits. where they went right. They, they didn't win five or six games and say, well, those could have gone either way. No, none of those games could have gone either way. Iowa just won them, right? And and With so I wanted to see this finish two. up. Yeah, and those two games could have gone either way, and, and they learned from that, obviously. And you look back at that. I just wanted to see them wrap it up. Uh, I was looking forward to seeing them, even if it was just a, a bad Missouri team. I was looking forward to seeing them um, to get a chance. Certainly excited about watching them in person, and I was disappointed that, that uh, it wasn't going to happen. I will say this before, and we got a lot of basketball to talk because, obviously, there's a lot more of that going on. Um, but Davion Nixon now and is first team all tonight. Yeah, I know. Davion Nixon uh, named uh, today Sporting News uh, uh, All-American uh, first team. He's also a, a first team AP All-American. He needs one more out of the five uh, All-American teams, uh, and I think the Maxwell has him listed already as a Defensive Player of the Year or something like that. So he's wow. going to get. He's going to be what you consider a consensus All-American. Tyler Linderbaum, by the way, second team uh, All-American on the AP. But from the All-American the, standpoint, uh, first, let me ask you this, Brett: Was the first team? Oh, so shocker! A kid from Alabama. Center? Yeah, a kid from Alabama. Oh. Never, never would have guessed. You know, never would have guessed. No, so it wasn't the Big Ten center that got voted first team. No, by the no. coaches. Yeah, that was that was weird too. Yeah, that was that was strange. <laughs> but but um, uh, I want to. I, I, my commentary here on this is: let's look back at think about the number of first team first team all American defensive players Iowa has had a run of now in the last few years. I mean, Josh Jackson, uh, Desmond King, uh, Epinesa, uh, uh, you know, we're going down uh, Josie Jewell, right? I mean, we're looking, at, we're looking at these guys. I mean, it's every year. And Nixon was not expected to be in that group. I mean, we sat here last year going, well, I wonder how the defensive line's going to play without uh, A.J. in there. And Nixon steps up. I don't know if anybody will be a first-team All-American next year, but you never know, right? Um, right. If, if uh, Matt Hankins sticks around, how does he do it as a cornerback? And how do some of these other guys do? And then, yeah, we got a transfer coming in now from uh, from UNI's Xavier Williams, who uh, it was was a, a, it actually a great pickup. I think it's going to be great for both both parties there. You never know what he's going to do at the corner. Somebody else might if, uh, if they stick safety, around. Isn't he? What's that? I thought Xavier Williams was a safety. He's uh, he plays either position, D back or safety. Yep, could be both. Okay, plays either position. Is uh, all freshman uh, uh, team when he was uh, a freshman, and then uh, all conference, <laughs> well, all conference last year, year makes good shit. Yeah, yeah, makes uh, <laughs> makes sense. Last year, all conference uh, defensive back, and and uh, so he's 
and, and there's a lot of upside to him right now. And, and he was actually Iowa recruited him for a while, and he ended up. I think he ended up uh, for some reason at UNI, but coming back in, and there were a number of schools going after him too. I, I just think it's really cool when you start looking at every year. It's really fun when you start thinking about it. Every year when you watch the All-American shows and, and all the ESPN shows, it's pretty nice to see an Iowa Hawkeye uh, uh, logo just every year somewhere in the mention right. in there. And I kind of remember when I was a kid, way back when, you remember the old Bob Hope Christmas specials, you know? Sure. Bob would have the AP All-American well, football it the team. AP All-American team yeah. with the Playboy Bunnies? And they would come running out, and he would do a joke with every one of them. I remember Reggie Roby went out, and we were thrilled, right? We were, we were thrilled. Reggie Roby, our punter, right? We're talking about defensive players right now uh, across the board every year. It's just uh, it's a tribute to Phil Parker, Kirk Ferentz, and the program, and then how hard those kids work. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back. we got a lot of basketball to talk. We'll be back on the Hawkeye Huddle on 1700 The Champ. Back to the Hawkeye Huddle with Dave Creighton Jr. and Brett Ridge on 1700 The Champ. Real sports talk for real sports fans. And we're back here at the Hawkeye Huddle. Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. with you. Normally Thursdays, we're Tuesday night tonight because of the New Year's Eve, uh, well, uh, the celebratory New Year's Eve uh, festivities that actually happen every year. And we figured nobody would listen to the ra- nobody be fi- listening to the radio, and we might be wanting to celebrate as well. So unless, <laughs> unless you're doing a countdown of the top 2020 songs of 2020, <laughs> nobody's listening. <laughs> yeah. I did. I Jason Jason's top, top, top twenty songs of two thousand and twenty. That's right. <laughs> Hawks basketball tonight against Northwestern on on uh, that's FS one tonight. Um, they of course uh, went one and one last week, seventy fifty five win in Carver Hawkeye Arena over Purdue, but then a one hundred two ninety five loss on Christmas night up in Minneapolis. And while there are a lot of things to break down about how that game went. Uh, at the end of the day, you had a perfect storm of a number of things from Iowa doing uh, doing some damage to itself, to Minnesota going unconscious, to referees deciding that you can just like walk around with the basketball if you're wearing a gopher uniform and nobody's going to call a travel for any reason at all. All these different things. And Fran not fouling when he's up three with uh, five Leave seconds to, to go. Leave it to you to complain they, about the officiating. Oh, dude, listen. If you can – I'm fine with – because Luca Garza in the middle of that second half had a step through layup that he that he pivoted, and I'm giving you the fact he pivoted twice. But it, in every other, if it's a faster move, if he's running towards the hoop, if he's not a, a seven and a half foot tall guy from Iowa, that's a layup, and nobody calls traveling. They call traveling on him. The Minnesota dude goes flying down the court on the other way. He hops to a jump at the at the uh, free throw lane. Oh, hops yeah. two feet planted. Then he hops back, a full double hop back to the three-point line and cans a three-pointer. How all of those move, dude. It, that Listen, it's just literally the referees. I mean, it's traveling. It's called traveling. And it's, it's, it's sickening it's what they've done in terms of, of not rule. being – you can't really understand what the rules are anymore because they're like, well, and, and, you know, we've, we've allowed that now. What do you mean you've allowed that now? That's a, that, that he he literally came to a jump stop, jumped out, came to a jump stop, and shot a jump shot. Actually, That's traveling. He never jump stopped the first time. Hey, he 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 hopped. He took two steps and then he hopped backwards. 
it, to it's two crazy. steps to that jump stop. That okay, I'll I'll give you that one. In a game that where clear, you you go to overtime, and walk. yeah. Okay, but but here's the deal: Fran's got a foul. Fran's got a foul. I agree. What the, I, I've never understood this. And especially the part about the fact that Fran is not consistent about this. He's consistent about a lot of other things, right? That's right, because sometimes he fouls and so, sometimes he doesn't. But clearly you've got a game in the in the 80s or 90s, all right? It's obvious they can score. And their best player's got the ball. Joe Jusant, on orders, has got to go out there and hammer that dude. Yep, and they let him um, take an open sh- op- uh, open three. Well, I mean, it was open because they ran it. Iowa does not defend the high pick and roll very well. It's just they don't. Our big guys hedge too far, and our little guys try to go underneath the screen. So you've got a combination of two bad things. And at any rate, you know, here's the deal. Oh, my gosh. I'm watching Miami-Oklahoma State right now. The Miami receivers have dropped the last three passes. <laughs> yes, they that have. I'm them. watching it, too. I'm watching it, too. I mean, like, and, really? Colby uh, uh, and I were watching oh, professional I just, football I just saw what you just day. saw. I'm behind you because I'm on the YouTube TV. Well, so I'm am I. I've cut the cord. Oh, I didn't realize you did that. Well, somehow you're ahead of me by about 20 seconds. I just saw the guy drop the flea flicker wide open. Yeah. Yeah. And it, um, it, look, this there's certain things about the Iowa team we, we you got to look at right now, and you got to wonder. I mean, when you look at whether, whether Iowa was a top 10 team that we expected coming in, you figured on Jordan Bohannon being Jordan Bohannon, right? And right, and he's not. He's not. And I, I don't. I, I'm not going to kill the kid. I mean, he's had a great career at Iowa, and I've loved him as a he player. Looks like he's Jordan Bohannon, huh? Yeah, I just he looks I, like I, Jordan Bohannon. Right. He just his hips must be sort of. He it, something's not happening. Right. He was he was one for seven from three the other night again. Um, so you're looking at. I think he's at 28 percent from three on the year, and he's a top ten three point shooter in the Big Ten. That means to me that he's clearly not the same player that he was before these operations. It's fine, but that then takes a piece of what you thought you were going to have as a dead-eye shooter. By the way, the guy you gave the ball to to end regulation and you airballed it from, you know. And, right. And, you know, he, he's just not who you thought he was going to be. So that's fine because you still have Luca Garza who goes off, you know, as he has a bad first half. He still gets 32. He's got 18 straight games over 20 points in the Big Ten. Hasn't happened for three decades. You still have that. Um, what needs to happen now is Fran's got to reassess a little bit. Not too much because I don't. You're not hitting the panic button. Is Minnesota's good team? Minnesota's ranked now, well, right? Apparently, but, you know Minnesota beat uh, Michigan State last night by double digits. And talk about a team on the skids. Michigan State. Goodness, yes. is it three or four games in a row they've lost? Uh, yeah, because they lost to Northwestern and they lost at home to Wisconsin. I, I think Minnesota's, I, th- I think at the end of the day, this ended up being, we expected a win because we didn't know much about Minnesota, but Minnesota's only only loss on the air was a close one. Um, again, tonight, you're going to play a team in Northwestern who's now ranked. Um, and yeah, their and only Iowa's loss was a 10-point favorite. Which is, wow, okay. Uh, That's you're insane. Talking, 
I know. Well, I still think that's. I still think Iowa is that good. I mean, I just think Iowa oh. self destructed. I think they self destructed. If you look at what Gonzaga, you know, after you're like, well, okay, they got pretty well, you know, they got beat by Gonzaga. Well, Gonzaga goes out and completely dismantles Virginia the other night by what twenty three, twenty five. Another pass. It, it, it was it, it was amazing to watch Gonzaga the other night just destroy another top twenty five team. Right, um, Virginia, so, the reigning national championship team. Yeah, it, this is not a this is not a situation where uh, the teams Iowa has lost to are bad. It's a situation where they need to fine tune some things. They're going to find themselves. I just think we need to look at the fact. I mean, they got Rutgers on the road on Saturday. Rutgers is great, although it looks like right. Ron Harper Jr. is injured, so that could actually help Iowa quite a bit. But um, he's not playing tonight in their game. We'll see whether he does Saturday. But I, I guess as you look at this, the schedule is just ungodly hard. And even games it, you took for granted, the thing you can't I do is when it, you have a seven-point lead, said, don't let up. I said this last week. If you win 14 games in the Big Ten, I mean, you've you've done something. They, they And nobody will. I mean, Wisconsin might actually, to me, I don't know. And they look solid enough. By Maryland. Yeah, you're right. They lost to Maryland last night. Maryland's not ranked, right? I, I looked at it. Iowa has 18 games left, I think is what I figured. Wait, they're 7-2. and two. That's right. So no, they have 18, ga- 18 games. They have 18 games left. 13 of them are against teams that are currently ranked. 13. And and you throw Maryland in there who just won against Wisconsin last night. I mean, this is just this just it's just a gauntlet, right? It's an absolute gauntlet. We're going to have to be prepared for it. What was more infuriating the other night was Iowa had that one one, right? They had oh, they no had question. played they had played poorly you know, in the first half. I know half. people are coming down on Joe for missing those last two at the end. But yeah. your boy CJ goes one for three. I mean, should yeah. have a four point yep. play. Yep. It rattles in and out and then he makes one out of three from the line. Um and those those two free throws were just as critical as Joe Toussaint's. So here's the here's the, the, the couple things that scare me. Uh, I think the free throw situation right now, these are better free throw shooters than they are showing, and that's a problem. CJ, Joe's not. Joe's about a seventy percenter. So he's shooting sixty seven percent, but he should be about seventy. he was about there last year. CJ right. is a, an 85% free, th- free throw shooter, and he misses two there. Luca has the potential to be an 80%er at least, right? They're just not well, getting even those. If, even if he you know. ticks that up to 72, 75, because he's the guy who gets to the line all the time. All the time. So that's a concern, right? They've got to figure that out, and they've got to figure out how to concentrate and get that done because they're, they're good enough to do it. These are good shooters. Number two – um, I think you've got to figure out your rotation a little bit differently right now. Yeah, One I, of the I things I was thinking the exact same thing. I I, I feel like Keegan Murray more on the on the court and less PMAC, less PMAC, right. and probably in my opinion, you. I, I'm sorry, but I think I think more uh, more Joe Toussaint, more, and more, Con- more Joe Connor. Toussaint, more Connor. Connor's not playing enough to where he's he's helping out. He got six assists the other night. He goes one for two, right? Because they won't guard him. But he's not – if you want to, one of the things you could do rather than – if you're worried about Keegan Murray, fine. Go back with Connor as a big, right? Because he's six foot six, six oh, foot seven. let him play the four. Play a four. Play a four, whatever. I mean, ro- rotate it around. Because he gets rebounds and he, can, and he, and he deals and he, he's, he dishes and he assists. And he's, he's got some offensive game. So 
Well, I just think certainly more than his brother. I Here's the problem that although Patrick Darnier had an amazing tip dunk the other night. Yeah, but he was, um, yes, Darnier, but he ended up one for five. Right? Okay. So, But it, it was a three, which I thought was interesting. Because, um, you know, what's interesting. He's not that good a three-point shooter. He's got an awkward shot. He's good in the lane. He's good on those runners and floaters. Yeah. He's clearly not strong enough to take it all the way to the rim. Nope. But, uh, you know, Keegan, nevertheless. Keegan is, I mean, yes. Keegan is. Uh, Keegan, he gets offensive rebounds. He had two or three dunks the other night. Not that that's, you know, exactly the only thing that you should be able to do, but he was open and, and finished. And um, now I, I, and here's the other part. I think Patrick really struggles on the defensive end. And then you get that lineup that goes like Toussaint, uh, Weezy, or CJ. Um, oh, what do you call it? Jack Dungey, Jack Dungey, Patrick, and Keegan. And I'm like, okay. I realize that you all can score, but. Well, I said that. Um, you see me tweeting that? That's exactly what I said. That. Yes, absolutely. There's there's no indictment that these kids can't do it. It's the fact that right. that's a dumb lineup. It's just it's a lineup. It's like okay, we're gonna take we're gonna take all these guys off the court that make us a top ten team. We're gonna put these guys in the court who would maybe, if lucky, win eight to ten games in the Big Ten. Maybe eight. See, maybe maybe, maybe what maybe you ought to do is if you mix it up, Joe T and and Jordan. Now you've got a guy in Bohannon who's not remotely close to being scared to shoot. You got another guy in whether it's Wieskamp or Frederick. I mean, Nunji is actually I think he's playing great. The only thing he needs to do is stop taking threes. Yep. I mean, he's like twenty two percent from three point land. Um, and you know, the fact of the matter is that I don't believe that he has proven that he's a good three point shooter. You know, Jordan Bohannon is proven. Right. So if you're going to let you know, somebody, right. If somebody's going to shoot in the you 20%, know, you go with Jordan, right? <laughs> right. 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 So I'm just saying, if it was me, and I haven't won 700 games in a, as a college basketball coach, so what do I know? I just know that when I watch a basketball game, I do. I do see what's happening. I do see where the liabilities are. Jordan Bohannon's a liability on defense. Um, he's he got posted up at Minnesota a bunch. Um, any team that's got big, talented guards who they find him on are going to run plays for that guy to post him up. Yep. Because he can't. He just he's just not big enough, strong enough to to guard people down there. You know, and honestly, Jordan's probably not been a top all league defensive players in his entire career. Okay. Recognize what he is. But if Joe Toussaint has a chance to be that kind of guy. Now he should have fouled the dude, but that wasn't his fault. He was just playing defense because his coach told him to. So I'm just saying, if you give Joe T the start and bring Jabo off the bench, maybe, maybe Jordan relaxes. Maybe, Maybe he has an opportunity against their second team versus against the starters. I don't know. Um, something like that might kickstart uh, Jordan Bohannon 
And I don't think, obviously, anything like that, if he got going, would be bad for the Hawks. Well, let's let's go back. When did he thrive, right? When did he thrive? Granted, he had a lot of minutes, but he thrived when he was the only guy that could do that, right? Um, you know, Iowa had some guys that I, I guess Isaiah Moss could shoot, you know, a, a little bit. But as a three-point shooting team, you're looking – that's not what they were as a strength over the last few years when he was running the point, right? When he was getting all those three-pointers, right. uh, that was his option, Right. And I agree with you. I think there's a couple of there's a couple of things there. One being that he can lead that second unit a lot better than Joe Toussaint can because Joe doesn't. They don't have to guard Joe out beyond the three point line at this point. I mean, not that he well, can't knock which, down. He doesn't. It's interesting because he's a decent shooter. He, he is, but they don't. But he's gonna he's gonna put it on the deck more than likely and go to the hole. They're gonna do different things. I I totally agree. I think it makes I think it makes it harder to guard Luca Garza. When you've got a guy that that has the ability to penetrate, I think that it switches things around and it gives Jordan Bohannon a, a better chance. I, I, this is all conjecture, of course, because Fran's going to do what Fran's going to do. But if there's right. ever, if there's a if there's a, a, a if there's a, a criticism that you and I have had of him, and we've had a number. Uh, but if there's criticism we've had, it's that he just his rotations don't make a lot of sense, and right now he needs to tinker with it. This team will be good. This team's going to be good. They are good. But he's but fine tune this thing and he can start right. thinking about it from that direction. We'll see. We'll come back. We got a little women's basketball to talk about. We can set for the rest of the week with the Iowa basketball team on the Hawkeye Huddle at 1700 the Chain. You're listening to the Hawkeye Huddle with Dave Creighton Jr. and Brett Rich on 1700 The Champ. Real sports talk for real sports fans. And we are back here on Hawkeye Huddle with Rich Dave Creighton Jr. Not uh, out at G-Migs tonight. They are closed down for the Snowmageddon 2020. Well, I don't know. There's probably a couple of them earlier, and there's a number of reasons to be closed down this year, but uh, they'll be back open tomorrow. And uh, we'll be at, of course, uh, on Thursday of next week, back at the Alchemy Lounge at the Foundry Distilling Company. Uh, currently, as I sit here, um, I'm enjoying a uh, real stuff from the Foundry, uh, along with a little bit of, uh, I don't know, i got like a little coconut pineapple thing I got, I got it in. Hey, my wife, uh, David, she got me one of those uh, Fancy Nancy uh, ice ball makers, so I got the kind of the neat ones like they serve down there so i got that rolling as well and i'm just sitting back enjoying this while we're uh, we're doing the show uh we want to thank the other great sponsors that we've got on the program of course uh am pm plumbing david what do they do did i lose david i must have hello oh there you are did you're back you got me i'm back i don't know what happened Ugh. You missed. I was having fun. It was a whole thing, and you were supposed to say I was about. I was going through the foundry and uh, the the ice ball maker my wife bought me, and you missed the whole thing. No wonder you weren't laughing. Did you get a vasectomy? No, no. She bought one. (laughs) That would have been. That's a whole different thing. Ice ball maker. No, those little fancy Nancy uh, uh, ice cubes that you can make. I know what you mean. I got. She got me one of those. That listen. I, everything else I received for Christmas, I had to tell people. I had to telegraph and go, this is exactly what I want. The one thing that I got that I totally did not ask for at all was I got these cool ice ball makers for my bar down here in the in the Hawk Hall. So it's great. Um, well, anyway, I'm, I'm enjoying wearing my new Hawkeye socks. Nice. Even better. Okay. Um, so I was about to say, we want to thank our sponsors. And I said, one of them is A&PM Plumbing. And I'm like, hey, David, what hey, do no they do? Plumbing. 
They do plumbing, really. This just in, uh, and they're down there in Valley Junction. Uh, they can uh, they can help you out though. The idea is AM PM. They're they're available any time of day or night, uh, and I don't believe they charge you a bunch of overtime for uh, coming out. In fact, I'm certain they don't. Yeah, so that's the, that's the cool part about them. Uh, of course, our friends at uh, um, uh, G-Migs, uh, we wish we could be there tonight, but uh, obviously the snow uh, kind of kept a lot of people away. They were ready to shut things down, so they did. But we'll be back, uh, we'll be back for a little food here and there over the next few months as we watch some Iowa basketball. And, of course, um, uh, Doug Stonehacker at uh, Remax Concepts out in Windsor Heights. Uh, Doug, uh, the sponsor of our home team of the week, and it's going to get tougher when we do basketball because there's so many games, David. Uh, I was looking for a football game, maybe a bowl game that would work a little bit. Oddly enough, I, I don't know. Did you come up with anything for this week? Have you taken a look? There's these bowl the games. Cleveland they, they declare Browns. One. The Cleveland Browns. Who do they have this the week? Cleveland. They're playing the Pittsburgh Steelers, but Mason Rudolph is going to be your quarterback. So a bringing back of. Mason Rudolph and the dude from the Browns, who I can't remember, but he's really good in the threw his helmet or took his helmet and bipped him. Okay. Didn't that dude's that, oh, of course he did. It would have been impossible to miss. Anyway, I'm gonna take Cleveland Browns this week over to Pittsburgh Steelers, who are gonna be playing the B team. The B team. Got it. How about uh so in a bowl game here, uh let's see, Thursday. Thursday, the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl, huh? three and three and seven Mississippi State against six and two Tulsa. And Tulsa's gotta take two Tulsa, and a half. don't we? Yeah, Mississippi yeah. State's the the home team. You're gonna take Tulsa on that? I don't know. Mississippi, Mississippi State, State's horrible. Uh, are they? They're three and seven. Well, maybe I they're not horrible. Maybe they're not horrible because everybody they played is good. Yeah, it's possible. They beat Missouri by like thirty five points the other day. So I'm oh, always, I'm going. Well, that's shocking. I know. I, if so I gotta, never wins another dude, football dude, game, I will not care, and I won't either. But I, I'm going to do it this way. I'm a, since they since they pounded Missouri that way, and since I don't have a lot of faith in Tulsa right now, and it's an SEC team, I'm going to go with Mississippi State. How's that? There you go. Isn't an Mike SEC Leach their coach? Team getting is, points, is it, that's probably a good idea. Isn't Mike Leach their coach now? Oh yeah, yeah, the pirate. There you go. I'm going with them. He gets. Yeah, he's getting two and a half. I know we're going to segue to this. I have a question. Yeah. Is there any chance Caitlin Clark declares early for the WNBA draft? Uh, do they do that? Because right I now she know. is. She is currently now for the third week in a row. Not only the Big Ten Freshman of the Week, she's also the Big Ten Player of the Week, and they <laughs> they didn't even play. Well, they played last week against Western Illinois. But she's now three in a row on Big Ten Player and Big Big Ten Freshman of the Week, obviously. Uh, so this just in, she's the best player in the Big Ten, right, as a true uh, freshman. She might be the best player in the country. Uh, maybe. Uh, Iowa working on their third straight Big Ten Women's Player of the Year, no question, with her. Uh, Hawks are 5-1, and 1-1. One, one and one. Um, They got Rutgers on Friday. Rutgers not ranked this year. Uh, Illinois on Sunday also not ranked. There are five Big home? Ten teams that are. Uh, they're at they're at home against Rutgers and at uh, at Illinois. Forty game win streak on the line against Rutgers at home in Carver Hawkeye Arena. Um, See there Vivian are five coming back. Who? See I don't Vivian know. Stringer. I think so. Right? She's still there, right? I think yeah. so. She's like yeah. Granny from the Beverly Hillbillies. <laughs> she's she's getting older, but she's coming. Never back. leaving. Nope. 
Um, they, they got a good chance in these games. I, Iowa's only lost so far as the Michigan State that's a ranked team. It's it's not a bad Iowa team that, right there. They're still working on it. If there's an NCAA tournament, I wouldn't I wouldn't count them out of it right now, particularly with Caitlin Clark, the way they're playing. We're going to see how this goes. Obviously, they've got a lot more games to play. But uh, at 5-1, 1-1, we'll see what happens. They come out of this week. If they can, if they can sweep a couple this week, not bad. Lisa and Coach Jan have got to be pretty happy with that team. Uh, they've got pieces, right? They lost some important, but when you got a Monica Shizano who can go down low as she does and really score, mm-hmm. uh, it, yeah, I know, and <laughs> really score the basketball uh, in the post. And now you've got Caitlin Clark, uh, who's replaced Kathleen Doyle from last year in terms of, of scoring from the outside. Uh, it just really helps that team because, as you know, the difference between her and uh, a lot of the the teams. Iowa, um, despite the fact that from time to time you might think they're not as athletic as some of the other teams out there, she pushes the ball, right? They run up and shoot, and and, uh, and it really makes a difference, and that's why Caitlin Clark is just deadly because uh, she gets into a lot of one-on-one uh, uh, situations in transition, and she can kind of go behind the back and step back and take three-pointers and do whatever she wants. Caitlin Clark she gets her shots. is amazing. She gets her shots, Absolutely. Did you get any all right, that's all I have that's all I have to say about that. There you go. That's <laughs> Thanks there, Forrest. <laughs> Forrest Gump. Did so you get anything Trump. from Tom on wrestling? I still I meant to text no. him earlier today. All right. Well, we're going to have Tom Caker will be back on with us next week. We got uh, the, the wrestling program still with no schedule out and they you know, it was the one one thing that they said they were definitely going to do. The other thing I want to I, I want to make sure I get to is last week we spent quite a bit of time talking about players that looked like we're going to opt out of the bowl game. And uh, a few guys obviously declared for the you know, that their season was done. Uh, Amir Smith-Marset who probably declared the season was done because the season he was injured and he was not going to play. Uh, Brandon Smith, as soon as the game was over, said, hey, I'm not coming back for another year uh, right. since the game was not happening. And a number of other guys have said that. We've got uh, McKay, McKay Sargent, Barrington Wade, of course, Larry Jackson. Um, uh, uh, Barrington you know, Wade the third going to law school. Yeah, okay. he's got it. Uh, <laughs> Neiman, not, you know, is not going to happen, but... Uh, I, I want to give not and, and not only just Nixon, I, I, um, Davion Nixon, but but we focused on him last week. But I also got to give Larry Jackson uh, the same the same uh, credit. Neither one of those guys were going to opt out of this game. Neither was Go- uh, Golston, right? Golston's got a right. chance, right? These guys were going to play in this bowl game that, according to the Missouri uh, um, rival site, was meaningless. Uh, they were going to play in this game. And we argued last week as to whether or not guys opting out, whether that was fair and, and hypocritical. And let's give them credit. There's, there was no issue with those guys, right, because they were going to play. And I appreciate that just in, for a lot of different reasons, but I really appreciate it for the fact that they could. I mean, Davion Nixon right now is probably a top-20 draft pick, don't you think? And, well, he was – Mel Kuyper had, had 10 on the big board. Right, so that puts you at well. AJ AJ Epinesa was like at five for a long time, and look what happened to him. But yes, he I, yeah he's he might he's on the best he's on the Bills. I know he fell away. I know he fell away. But but my point is yes, there's there's great reason to expect that Davion Nixon will be a first round draft pick next year. Larry Jackson may be as well, and those guys were both going to play in this game, and I appreciate it. Right, uh, I for yeah, one applaud their team first. I, I applaud them. And that which, which that is, is really a cool. culture. That is a culture of Kirk Ferentz, um, where 
team matters more so than anything else. By the way, the Big Ten is zero and zero in bowl games. <laughs> this just in. Conference USA is zero and six. That's uh, a high quality. Conference if they right have there. any other bowl teams, I have to bet against them. Good lord! Which, which conference that, is Tulsa? Which conference is, is Tulsa? In? Are they Sun? They might no, be Conference Tulsa. USA. Or are they AAC? I get those two confused. I do too. I think they're they might be AAC, but Conference USA zero and six, American one and three. There's a Sun Belt baby one and four and one. How do you like that? Um, it's time and, for our founder distilling last call. It is, and and Iowa with I mean this is well, there's going to be a lot of important weeks, but you can't get too far behind. So what do you got? You oh, got two geez. ranked teams. We're going to beat Northwestern this on tonight. And we go to Rutgers on Saturday. Yep. I'm going to take Iowa Joe Wieskamp off the board. Tonight's going to be a grind. Iowa wins it right at the end. Northwestern shoots three-pointers, by the way, like nobody's business. Uh, Saturday, Iowa wins it going away in a big surprise. It'll be crazy. A 11 or 12-point win on the road Saturday. Food insecurity has-